Hello, everybody. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that my community for moms, the Village for Moms, is now open to welcome new members. It will only be open until Thursday, October 1st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. So if you'd like to join, please visit thevillageformoms.net. I look forward to welcoming you into the community. Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 535. I wanted to welcome all of my Life Guides listeners. I am doing this, I'm talking about this topic today just for you because I've heard that this has been a common struggle for many of you. And I know that it's also a common struggle for many people. So let's dive in. I called the title of this episode, Can You Feel Weak and Still Be Resilient? Interesting question, isn't it? Well, I was reading an article, and the article talked about redefining resilience. I know that when I was growing up in a different generation than we live in now, the concept of resilience was kind of pick yourself up by the bootstraps, dust yourself off, and get back at it. And just kind of overcome your challenge of the moment and, and succeed. But I think that resilience is actually quite different. And if we can redefine it during this uh, this pandemic, I think it will only serve to help us. And what I would say is that, uh, well, what I want to say is that this idea, because I don't want to take... Um, credit for an idea that was not mine, but I love the idea in the article that I read so much. I wanted to share it with you. So the person who came up with it, her name is Sarah Waters, and I believe she is a therapist, um, a trauma psychotherapist and trauma reprocessing specialist, Sarah Waters. So anyway, she says that we should redefine resilience, not to 
pick yourself up and dust yourself off, but rather, how do we sustain our ability to get through hard times? So I kind of look at it like the old definition of resilience may be like getting through a sprint, and the new definition of resilience may need to be getting through a marathon, because this is surely what this pandemic is, a marathon. The year of 2020 is a marathon. The challenges that are coming at us from every different angle, they're all part of a giant marathon, a challenging uphill marathon. And so I love this idea of how do we, how, how can we be resilient through this pandemic? And I love the idea that it's about equipping ourselves to be uh, pacing ourselves so that we can be prepared to keep going through the marathon. And how do we pace ourselves? Well, it all gets back to what I'm always talking about, which is self-care. How can you find pockets of time to care for yourself? If you're depleted, stressed, frazzled, exhausted, running on empty, how are you possibly going to have the strength and the resilience to keep going? How are you going to be able to support your children to keep going? They're having a hard time too, our kiddos. And they often look to us for guidance, whether they realize it or not, they look to us for guidance to show them and model for them how to weather the storms of life. And if we're running ourselves down into the ground and we're not taking care of ourselves and then we're stressed and miserable and we're snapping at them, we're not really showing them a good model for this new uh, definition of resilience. But I don't say that to make you feel bad or guilty or ashamed if you've been running yourself into the ground and stressed to the max. This is, I, I get sick of hearing this, but it's just true. This is an unprecedented situation that we're living through. And so if you feel stressed and frazzled and unsure and you don't know which way to go and you feel like you're pulled in a million directions, that's to be expected. That's not abnormal. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're less than. It just means you're facing the storms of 2020. And if you haven't been taking care of yourself and you haven't been getting enough sleep and you haven't been exercising and you haven't been eating well and you've been running on fumes and you haven't had any time to yourself or taken any time to yourself, I don't want you to feel guilty or ashamed about that. I want you to hear this episode and really take a moment after we're done talking here today, take a moment, take a few minutes, take a few days, write down in a journal the different parts of your life, your health, your well-being, and of course under health is my four pillars of health, sleep, nutrition, movement, and stress reduction. Those are huge, all of them. What does your health look like? 
How about your finances? How about your job, your career, your family life, your friendships, your spirituality? All these kinds of things. What does it look like? How is it going? What areas need a little bit of tender, loving care from you? This is, again, this is not to make you feel terrible or guilty or ashamed or like a bad parent. It's not. I'm trying to give you a gentle, loving nudge to take care of yourself. You deserve it. You deserve to be well cared for. You deserve to develop resilience, to prepare to weather this storm of 2020, this marathon of this pandemic. You deserve this. You're worth it. And so are your kids. And you deserve to have a great relationship with them. And they deserve to have a great relationship with you. So take a little while and write down how each of those areas of your life look. And if some are going well, awesome. Celebrate that. See what's, what's working in that category and then just try to sustain that. If some categories are not going so well, what can you do to try to improve them? A lot of parents are struggling with balancing time between their marriage, their work, the kids, and their schooling. And none of us could have possibly been prepared for what lay in store for us in 2020. So how do you balance time and manage work, marriage, kids, all the things? It takes slowing down when you think you need to speed up. Sometimes when you feel the most frazzled and the most overwhelmed, that's the time you most need to stop for a moment. Slow down and catch your breath because you'll be able to move a lot more effectively through the things that need your time and attention if you don't feel frazzled and stressed and anxious. So I always tell parents, if you are feeling like you're ready to have a temper tantrum yourself, stop and take three deep breaths at a minimum I mean, if you could meditate every day, it would be fabulous. But if you just can't find the time, just breathe deeply. Take three deep breaths. It's like hitting the pause button on whatever the situation is to give you time to choose a response rather than to mindlessly react. So when your kids are having a sibling argument or one's having a tantrum or somebody's talking back to you, rather than just reacting on sheer emotion, if you can take three deep breaths, that gives you a chance to engage the thinking part of your mind and have a response. Perhaps the response is, if your child is talking back to you, well, clearly you're not in a state where we can have this conversation. So uh, we'll, we'll put this off until you can speak respectfully to me. If your child is having a tantrum, rather than being stressed yourself and 
yelling at them or sending them to their room or telling them to be quiet. Perhaps taking three deep breaths allows you to sit next to them and offer them comfort. It's okay. Mommy's here. Daddy's here. And let them get all of that energy out of their little bodies. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed with that energy and we have to let it out somehow. That's why I think exercise is terrific for us as parents because sometimes we have bottled up energy inside of us and it's energy that takes the form of stress. And if we can express that, wring that out of us, go for a run, go for a walk, go lift weights, swim, play some tennis, take a bike ride, whatever, do some jumping jacks, whatever, we can let some of that bottled up energy out of our system, out of our body, so that we can, again, calm down a little bit, think a little more clearly, and figure out how to get through this. I know that parents are stressed. I know it. I know it. I know it. My clients that I work with are so many, most of them are so stressed about what 2020 has thrown at them and their kids. And each week with each of them individually, I talk with them about tackling whatever their challenges are one by one by one. I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff, but that's one of the focuses uh, that I, I've seen with this current time, that people just need help trying to, you know, when you're overwhelmed and you're in a heightened state of stress and anxiety and panic, you can't even really, it's difficult to even sort out what needs your time and attention or prioritize what's the most important thing that has to be addressed or what's the most time urgent, time sensitive thing. Sometimes it's hard to even organize and prioritize things when we're so stressed and exhausted. So sometimes with my clients, it's about the simple act of let's look at all that you have to accomplish and get done and let's see what, how you can tackle it, where it can fit into your daily routine or your schedule this week. What has to be addressed? What can be put on the back burner? So things like that, trying to figure out, looking at your week your day, your time, and trying to figure out where things can fit. And is there something, this is something that I know I struggle with, and I have always, um, when times get really challenging. When my mom, the last six years of my mom's life, she had a chronic illness that caused her to be hospitalized frequently. And when she would go in the hospital, she would be in there for seven to 10 days on average. And there was one particular year where she was hospitalized 17 times in a calendar year, and each time was seven to 10 days. So each time was at least a week. She spent more than 17 out of 52 weeks hospitalized. And whenever she would go into the hospital, I had a young son who was just a year old. Well, she died when he was 17 months. So from his birth through 17 months, um, she was very chronically ill. 
And so I had a young son. I worked part-time. My, I still had to kind of help take care of my dad or, you know, make sure that he was um, getting the food, getting meals and stuff like that when my mom was in the hospital. I would go visit my mom in the hospital. I would take my son. I would leave work. I would pick my son up. I would run over, feed him a little bit, run over to the hospital, or I would leave him at home with my husband and run to the hospital. It was so stressful, so, so stressful. And that was definitely a marathon because this went on for six years. And I, I knew that there was no improvement there was going to be no improvement in her particular situation. It wasn't like she would heal and get all better. So it was, this was kind of the newest, best uh, level of her life, quality of life at that point. And so I didn't know w where the end was. I knew what the end result would be, which would be her death. So it's not like in the middle of those six years when I was stressed to the max, I didn't wish, I couldn't wish for an end to the marathon because I knew what that would mean that my mom was no longer here with me. But yet there were times when I was so stressed, I just didn't know how I could go on anymore. I didn't know how I could put one foot in front of the other. I didn't know how I could get up again tomorrow and do it all over again. It was so stressful. And what I learned about myself back then is that when I was the most stressed, I would not exercise. I would not eat well. <laughs> I did all the wrong things. And I had this, this default stress mode where I would try to do everything myself. I wouldn't ask for help. I wouldn't think of leaving my son home with my husband after I picked him up after work. It just wouldn't even occur to me. I was just in this mode of, it's all on me, I have to do it all, I'll just take care of it all. It, going to the grocery store, I wouldn't think to say, my husband and I have always shared that duty. I wouldn't think during those times to ask him to take that off my plate and him go do it. I would do it and I would do it all. And it was very hard for me not to do it all because I just got in this like blinded, head down, plow through mode. And there were many times during those six years where my husband said, you know, you don't have to do this all yourself. Let me take something off of your plate. Let me do this. Let me make dinner. Let me go to the grocery store. Leave Noah home with me and you go see your mom. Let me take care of this. And it was such a beautiful, supportive thing for him to say. And I really just think that my experience with my mom really, really becomes valuable now for me to help other people because I understand being stressed to the max, feeling like you're spread so thin you might just break or you might just turn invisible because there's nothing left of you. I understand that so, so much. 
And I also understand when you're in it, it's hard to know what you can even do to get out of it or to go back to resilience, how you can be more resilient in this new definition, which is doing what you need to do to be able to weather the storms and face the marathon that we're in. So that's why I encourage you to sit down and really take a look at all the things, all the pressures on you, all the areas of your life, what's working well, how can you keep them going, what needs a little bit of tender loving care and support and help, and how can you give that to yourself or ask for it from a loved one, and really just how can you weather the storms of 2020. I know that you have all the answers inside of you, just like I did during those six years when I was so stressed and I was running on empty. I had all the answers inside of me, but I was running so fast I couldn't even see it. I had to stop, and often my husband had to step in and say, hey, look, you're going crazy. You're doing too much. You need to slow down. I will help you. So it's hard to see it in the middle, but man, if you can just give yourself the gift of a few minutes, an hour, an evening, some time just to sit and think and look at all these areas and see how you can weather these storms, how you can brace and prepare to pace yourself in this marathon. What can you do for yourself? What can you get help with? Who can you ask for help? These are some of the questions that I would encourage you to ask. And then set a plan for how you can go about taking care of yourself, getting the care you need or the support that you need when you need it in these different categories. So I hope this gives you some great ideas for your life. I hope it uh, is a welcome reminder that you matter, your kids love you and they need you, and you can better show up for them when you take care of yourself as the amazing, valuable, indispensable human that you truly are. Okay. That wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a peaceful, nurturing day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.